right race and class to combine to make this character be um, like morally the, aligned with a Wu Tang Clan member and the things like so the things that they rap about about killing people and and have, doing a lot of drugs and like being in touch with uh, with uh, the community being a part of the brotherhood all mm-hmm. that good shit I want my character to be like that I want him to recite raps to, to do his spells <laughs> I think I'm gonna look up a bunch of spells and I'm gonna write like a one verse rap <laughs> so that when in game when I'm ready to perform a, an attack spell I can just rap my one verse It'll be so awesome. <laughs> hey, bitch, it's just again, yeah, no, how about you just feel gold? <laughs> I don't know. Blizzard! <laughs> I don't know what kind of magic that half-elves have, but we'll figure it out. I did one hour of research, and I found out all this stuff. I found out that maybe people, maybe he can have some sort of healing herb on him that he uh... Oh, yeah. I, they are self, they're self-healing, I know that. They, they get... Twice their level in health points back each uh, each day, and they can use it at like throughout the day in increments of whatever they choose. Hmm. I'm gonna be a good fucking player. <laughs> I have to be good because I'm pretty sure play all the time. I'm pretty sure you just put more thought into playing D and D than Dan Harmon and his crew ever has on Harmon's side. <laughs> That's right. Got it. Sorry about that. Not gonna happen. Sorry okay, about what? Hmm? He's sorry about what? Being like tardy? He's not tardy. Unless, wait, what do we mean when we say tardy? We're recording. <laughs> We're recording. He's not here. Yes. Well, I mean, That's it. I just, he was here. Yeah, he, he went down for a new cable that he had right. left in his car. Yeah, so we're gonna have to stop, switch out. Fucking hassle, but oh well. Mm. <laughs> Bitch at Gabe Corner. <laughs> wait, wait, isn't that every episode? <laughs> it seems like we do it at least once. So. Well, before we before we are interrupted, what's our agenda? Which for num- which number uh, again? What? Gabe, he doesn't. He forgot your apartment. Don't number. say it out loud. Yeah. I'll have to go get him. Yeah, there, there he is. He probably heard us bitching about him. <laughs> No, I could just hear the laughing. <laughs> oh. Hey. Actually, actually hear from the elevator. That's somewhat distressing. Tribute to Ensign there. Uh, yay, hey. Awesome. Yay. Yeah, I guess before we stop, what is the agenda? Oh. Yeah, what is the agenda? Well, we didn't even do the, 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 the like, the Is it not my keys? Show announcement yet or anything, so it's not like we need yeah. to do it right now. Oh, well, whatever. Excuse <laughs> me, sir. Well, might as well do it now. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll go to the titles. Might as might as well. Well, everybody, this is a kind of epic show. I'm David. I'm David. Chance. I'm late. That that's Gabe. So you're um, pre- you're pregnant, Gabe. Congratulations. It's a very sir. emotional moment, and I'm glad that you guys could be here. Right. But, um. So we got a. You thought you would throw me, but I rolled with it. Before we get to the Gotham viewing party. <laughs> Alright, I'm, oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna cue the music. Okay. Alright. Just, just yeah, I'm just gonna hit it.
Yeah. Yeah, so like, I don't know why we're talking XLR cables now, because this is fascinating, but... <laughs> yeah, like the... The ones your, your... I had bought were yeah. super fucking cheap? Yeah, I don't know how you managed it, because like, the cheapest ones were fourteen ninety nine at Guitar Center, and then that's the same price as the 20-foot cables. Well, I might have accidentally stole them, but it's all good. How did you do that? Well, There's no, a... no, I paid for like, I, I think they were two for like 15 Okay. I accidentally grabbed four. Yeah, I didn't realize. Was this at the time you were paying four hundred dollars? Well, clearly they didn't realize either. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, they just had them in a bucket, Um, and I was just like, "Mine." Yeah, maybe that's why it went bad so quick. Maybe (laughs) it was karma. I don't know. Well, I'm going to be very quick because um, I'm off to to record an interview that will um, either be a part of this episode or the one directly following it. Um, You know, for somebody in a hurry, they're taking a lot of time. (laughs) If you don't interrupt, it'll go much quicker. Um, we just had uh, an interview featuring uh, one of the actors on this week's Constantine, uh, Max Charles, who is um, also the youngest guest we've ever had. He's only 11 years old. Uh, he played the... Ah, little... ha. My niece did an she intro. Was, she did an intro, but she wasn't a guest. No, is she like nine? Still. She's got to be young. She's 10 now. She's, She's 10. She's like eight then. Well, that was adorable. That was probably... That may be... Okay, I'm going to say that this is more adorable. I will call it equal adorableness level. Okay. But it's little spidey. Uh, you can't beat that. He was little Spider-Man. He was also little Pierce on Community. Young Pierce. Um, what's his last name? Pierce's last name? It's ridiculous. Hawthorne. He was young. He, he's credited Hawthorne. as Young Pierce Hawthorne. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, what was that song? Get up in them Hawthorns? Or whatever? Oh, the... Yeah. Party. I got a pocket full of hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. I mentioned I mentioned that this person is eleven and I would like him to be able to listen to this podcast. I don't know if that's actually gonna be a possibility. Of course but. it's not. Yeah. <laughs> we can put an end to that right now. Yeah. I'm going to say that maybe this will be its own interview segment then, but we do have another one that I gotta go do, which was very rated R. Um, it's with Adi Shengar, the producer of the Dread movie. Um, he just did a short series of animated dread things he likes to bootleg superheroes in a way where he works with the actors who actually portray them to tell stories in the way that aren't really curtailed by the the people who publish them so he can tell a more honest uh, in his opinion or maybe in a fan opinion punisher story that's very explicitly hard r and mm-hmm. and has has elements in a in a short contained fashion on the web and so he likes doing that he's got an all-female expendable style movie that he's working on um he's got uh, a lot of stuff he does with Liam Neeson. Um, so I'm going to ask, first of all, who... Well, no, I'm, I won't ask about... I might ask about that. I'm tempted. <laughs> I'm going to absolutely ask about who the fuck keeps messing with his family, though. I mean, that's the, the most obvious thing to ask, clearly. Wait, did he do the Taken films? <laughs> no, he, he's worked, um, his most recent thing he did with him was A Walk Amongst the Tombstones. But he's worked with Which him Which is Taken Part 3. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, worked, uh, he's worked with him a lot. So no, Taken Part 3 is coming out, so it's like Taken oh, 2 yeah. and a half. Well, no, no. What is it like? Takfrin? That's how it's spelled because they put the three in there like a bunch of assholes. They changed that. I'm pretty sure they changed that. (laughs) Takfrin. And I know he did Liam Neeson versus the, the wolves. Yeah, that was the gray. He did the gray. Liam Neeson versus the wolves. But in all seriousness, though, in all seriousness, it doesn't matter though, what you want to do. <laughs> they're going to kill us. <laughs> I'm just gonna say this: those wolves need to make sure. I'm, the I'm fucking, there's there's a huge part of me that fucking loves everything that he's this guy's ever touched, though. Liam um, Neeson. No, well, Liam Neeson as well. I mean, he's fucking. He's, he, he touch, he I'd be his, his Padawan. He touches his Padawan. 
You, you well, love it's, more, it more like, it's more like he hugs his cock. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Addy, I don't know if I should apologize or if you're going to be laughing twice as hard as I am on the inside. It's but... a very awkward match. <laughs> <laughs> but we, yeah, we're, like we're... hugging a tree. <laughs> But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go, I'm gonna go talk to him. But before that, um, the uh, the thing Just that had imagine that now this motion like hugging a tree <laughs> as you're talking to him. So He's only He's got nine minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I've got um, I did have a piece of related feedback to the first thing though. I'm talking about Constantine, which we hadn't really discussed too much on the show, um, if at all. And so, ostensibly, because we're doing kind of a superhero podcast, um, I did want to get people's thoughts out there. We did get one listener. Um, who chimed in with their thoughts about Constantine, and I thought right. it was appropriate since we had our first guest from that show. Um, and he said, uh, uh, this is uh, Articulate Brown Man on Twitter. Uh, he's a friend of, uh, of the show. He tweets us a lot. Um, he actually is a good friend of, of Andrew as well, Righteous. I think in real life. Um, and he says, I like the show, and even though there are, and he's at um, Karthik Karakala, or Karthik Karkala uh, on uh, Twitter, K-A-R-T-H-I-K, K-A-K-A-R-A-L-A. Did you just summon something? Did I summon something? <laughs> Carter Katala. Possibly. <laughs> Hopefully you get a kick out of that, man. But yeah, um, his, his, specific, uh, his specific opinion was that he likes the show, and even though there are times when it feels very transparently written for an American audience, which I think that might be actually a pretty fair assessment. But you, David David has the, is the only other person who's watched the no, show. No, he has. Oh, you oh, watched it? Yeah, we both watched it. Well, you both watched it. Okay, because I don't He's farther along than I am. Um, you've seen the first two, so then you're about where I am with the kind of pretty much current I third episode. Third episode? No, there's four There's five, four, five, four out. This will be, the I think, the fifth now. Then I've watched the four, first one. Yeah, you've seen you've seen everything. Mm-hmm. Um, what, do you, I mean, what are your general opinions of the show? I mean, we've got a few minutes here. Just uh, it doesn't have to be too long. I really like... I like where they how they introduce the character. A lot of a lot of the comic book source stuff to this point has taken the has taken the time out to like set up a background story for each character. They yeah. want you gotta get the origin story before you know the hero. Constantine is a I wouldn't call him an anti hero per se, but no, I mean no, he is. He's been He's an anti hero? <laughs> okay. Well, so they, but they don't bother to tell any backstory for him. He, you, you You're meet him. Into yeah, it. you meet him in the psych ward in some mm-hmm. mental hospital. I did actually quite like that. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, and so you you're left if if you don't know what you're watching, you're left going, "What the hell?" I actually thought well, that like, was the most successful thing was the was the opening where he's just like, "It wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> I didn't make the mess." But I, I've enjoyed the I enjoyed the tone of the show. I like the I like the visual aesthetic a lot. Like they they're doing a really good job with with uh, the photography. And the portrayal of John Constantine by what's his name? What's the? Do you guys know the actor's name? Um, um, Matt Ryan, I believe. Yeah, yeah, Matt Ryan. Student fine job, I think. So yeah, definitely I, better than Keanu. Yeah, you no denying. I, it's, the, it's weird because I I didn't have the Hellblazer oh, experience, so I didn't. Um, <laughs> obviously, it's not catering as much as. Uh, the Keanu's uh, <laughs> portrayal was catering to Americans, right? But um, but yeah, I didn't have the Hellblazer experience. So like meeting some main, or when the first movie came out, but like meeting some of the the authors of the of the stuff. It, like Paul Cornell did some Hellblazer, right? Uh, I think he's British. Maybe I'm just typecasting. He's probably he's, he's probably wrote for Constantine yeah. And, yeah. in some fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's probably got some. But there's yeah. some people. I mean, I met, I know that we've had I've probably had a couple of people that we talked to have actually. Well, I know he was doing the uh, demon book. I'm sure Constantine popped up in there yeah. at some point. 
And I, I liked I, I liked the Justice oh, League dark con- stuff came out since then. <laughs> That's not constant. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying my, maybe he wrote the character. I'm saying even fashion. to this day, I haven't had as much of experience with the character as you guys. I've seen him as a character interacting with other characters in the DC universe more than I've read the Hellblazer material. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you get some stuff from the library. I definitely want to, but I'm Especially just saying the stuff written by Garth Ennis. Yeah, for sure. The best uh, Hellblazer run. So I mean, like for somebody who doesn't have that, I mean, I enjoyed. The, the movie um, I didn't think it was I, obviously it wasn't going to be a good characterization of what the actual character is but I enjoyed it I was a Perfect Circle fan it was the mid 2000s it, it just happened but I liked the I liked the, the show as well and I'm going to head over and talk to Addy now I think bye Gabe bye Gabe bye Gabe you know final thoughts on it I, I like it it does feel a bit much like Supernatural to me is it the trench coat? That's the last thing. The trench coat. No, it's uh, the format. I can see that. Month I don't even watch that much. Super and even like, okay, something happens at the very beginning. Oh no, some people die. Credits. To be Introduction. Fair. Like it's the same. Like I, oh, I can almost go beat by beat because I mean every supernatural is almost beat by beat at this point. But I feel the same about it as well. Well, I mean, I guess it's a procedural show. I mean, but the, the thing, though, is, I guess, don't you have to credit Hellblazer and then to a certain extent maybe even... Oh, um, yeah, for sure. For Supernatural. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, yeah. Or, or even more of an ape on that, um, the the guy that we have on the show who did the Dresden Files. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think that's even more like a one-to-one thing with the fucking trench coat and magic wand. Although, he doesn't have a magic wand. Well, Castiel's look is, is based the off same. of Constantine. Yeah. It was based off of Constantine. So. Is this trench coat longer? <laughs> they should Maybe measure, now. The two actors at a con, they should get together and measure trench coats because that would destroy Tumblr, <laughs> I tell you. I'm sure Castiel would win. Yeah, yeah. Pro- probably, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> hopefully, anyway. hopefully the supernatural references will make Carrie happy. But anyway, um, that's probably the most supernatural you will get. And now I don't I'm know. Sure. I kind of want to talk about the 200th episode because they did a musical. That's kind of awesome, lovely. actually. It was absolutely hilarious. I'm glad I provided all the potential know, segue. All I know is Carrie liked it. Yeah, it was awesome. I highly recommend watching it. Well, you talk amongst yourselves. Don't get too. All right, come on, go do your interview. Alright, I'm gonna hit pause, that way we can just cut into it. Yeah. Hello! Welcome to Kind of Epic Show, we are happy to have you. Thanks, Matt. Um, this is uh, something that we were talking about doing for a couple of months here, thanks to the uh, the Twitter. The Twitter strikes again. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. So, we're real, I mean, for, first of all, I mean, just to, to get a quick introduction to, to who we're speaking with, uh, this is producer Ani Shankar, who is... Uh, responsible for a lot of uh, affair that kind of fits our audience to the T, which is some fun rated R action flicks, as well as uh, something in the a bit of the superhero genre. And um, I'm told that you have worked with Liam Neeson uh, enough that perhaps you know why people keep messing with his family. Um, you know, I think I think there's certain people that you know they just kind of go to a bar. I, I don't, I don't really drink, but I guess, I, I, I guess this is more from observation, but you know, there's certain people that, that, that go out, just want to have a good time. Then other people who go out and they want someone to slap them. That's they just it. want to be bitch. That is, that is what happens when you, when you mess with Liam Neeson. <laughs> I bury the lead, but that I is one of the things. I think that's the personality type, right guys? Yeah. 
But no, I mean, I I, um, I kind of buried the lead there. Because you, you've done a lot of, I suppose the most recent one is uh, A Walk Among Tombstones, which is, again, very well received. And I think um, just stylistically, all these films are kind of a return to, almost to um, to just more adult fare for the in the action genre. And um, just, I mean, what, what, what are the films that inspired you or, or that made you or that are kind of in this vein um, beforehand? What, what are the films that, that you've kind oh, of taken yeah. difference from? Um, <laughs> friends um uh and then and then i think when i got older it was definitely my little pony um no i'm just fucking with you guys uh, uh, it was like road warrior the warriors robocop that kind of you know that kind of like weird kind of uh or at the time was perceived as weird um genre fair that um Like, well, what the fuck is this Die Hard thing? This is supposed to be a Christmas movie. Why is he? Why is he doing all this shooting? Uh, but no, um, you uh, the you've you've got a, actually a, a number of films that that we're hoping to talk about as well. Um, one of the the more interesting ones is um, The Whispers with uh, Marzan um, Satrapi. Forgive me if I if I got the the name uh, wrong, but who who is best known for uh, Persepolis. And that is a, a, a film that I'm I'm really interested in and in learning more about. What um what can you tell us about about that film? Oh, it's awesome. It, they, I can tell you that it's a, it's an awesome movie. Um, you know, Marshawn's a great filmmaker. She's a great person to work with. Um, she's a good friend. Um, you know, it's a dark movie. It's twisted. It's again, uh, you know, it's again like very me. It's very like off center. Um. Receives it well. I think that's well, it. I mean, the critics received it well because I mean, it played well at you know the film festivals and stuff. But, um, but yeah. Has she done? Forgive me for for not. Had she done um, live action before, or or had she? She only uh, was was this uh, something new for her as well? No, she did live action, just you know French movies. Ah, that's why I did not know. Okay. <laughs> well, no. Um, that that was exciting though. I mean, is it? Um, this might be the the first though. I, I think that that is translating into into the west as a as an english language film though is that something that or, or was there any language barrier you know, for for her or? It's, it's ryan reynolds uh you know i i, I basically watched everything ryan's ever done mm-hmm. um it's his best performance i think you know he's basically playing deadpool whereas <laughs> That's exciting. That's, I think, what our audience wants to hear and probably is a, a pretty good segue to start talking about Marvel just a little bit because I think the way that most of um, our audience will, will know you is from uh, what you like to call the uh, the bootleg <laughs> series that you do on, on YouTube, um, uh, some uh, of which that have included the uh, uh, the most wait, recent one, obviously. Is, is, am, I, is, am, I, am, I, am I like live on a radio type thing? Or most, is it like a live broadcast? No, no, it's um, it's uh, this is uh, for for the uh, for, it is still for the listeners. Um, I'm doing a write up as well, but the the idea is this is uh, recorded for our, our podcast as well, uh, for a kind of epic show, so it isn't live. It's a podcast, so that means that you can swear as much as you would like, and um, the the My Little Pony references will actually be understood by a few people. Awesome. Woo-hoo. So both of these are are good things. Uh-huh. 
But yeah, I just wanted to, to talk about the, the most recent one that you did, which was for, for Dread. People were asking for more Dread content, and you said, fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> and you put out a series uh, for the uh, for an animated series, of all things, uh, showing kind of the, the Dark Judges storyline. Can you tell people more about that? Uh, I mean, go check it out on my YouTube channel, Addy Shankar Brand uh, on YouTube. Uh, I've got my, you know, Dirty Laundry up there, uh, Truth and Journalism up there, and now Dread Superfiend. Um, you know, I wanted to do something that wasn't really competing with the movie, but still explored the Dread universe and kind of did it more as a satire than anything else. Almost, it almost feels like something that could possibly be play like on on a Mega City, uh, whatever their version of Cartoon Network would be. <laughs> I think every channel would be essentially Adult Swim and Mega City One. Right, exactly. But even the kids' cartoons. Oh yeah, the kids. That probably. Are you kidding? That probably is the kids' cartoon. The the Dread series you put out, and then I can imagine like all the cereal boxes, everything. So what um can uh, just talk about in general like what is the role of uh, of a producer on on films like that um is, is there anything that you have to do in terms of just managing or or knowing those properties well because it's clear I mean being able to put out your own content that that you know this universe really well and I mean what what role does that play in in terms of producing you know it depends on the movie it depends on the studio it depends on you know who, who your collaborators are but you know um let me put it this way, right? Like, Marvel makes their own, makes its own movies. Um, it's no... It's, it, it's not a surprise to me that Marvel's own movies used to be far superior to just kind of, like, Marvel's licensed movies, right? Um, because, like, you know, it, 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 it's like really fans should be making the material and adapting it to, like, movies. Um... And that's happening more and more now, but it didn't happen like you know five ten years ago. With the um, this uh, with the push that they're doing um, in terms of as you say making more films that are as you say kind of fan driven or, or have that that kind of content behind it. Could you ever see yourself working um, uh, in the the Marvel universe uh, that they've established? No, because you know they uh, they're a company. <laughs> and, uh, Yeah, although I would pay to see a hard R version of a of a of a Marvel flick. You know, it's like the things have really went downhill for Tony. Uh, gonna go? Uh, no, 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 maybe. <laughs> but no, I'm, uh, in general though, that is that is interesting because you, you mentioned license. I mean, just talking about licensed properties, um, it wasn't just Marvel, but then obviously twentieth um, century eighty or eighty for um, uh, for Dread, and then um, a Walk Among Two Stones uh, is adapted from from books. Um, it, 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 again, you say it's just kind of different from, from source material to source material and um, how, how different is it then to be working on something original uh, when you produce, uh, I know you said you're uh, do, do we have any word on, on that kind of female expendables thing, that the project that you were working on are you, are you a wrestling fan by the way? Uh, does your audience follow WWE? Do, uh, there's, there's some crossover there can we talk about how being like kind of like made a shocking return at Survivor Series like I was watching that last night I thought it was kind of cool 
Oh, I did not know about that. That is a cool thing to, to put in there. Are probably the, yeah, the he came in and he like just gave the Scorpion Death Drop at tri- Triple H and oh. left. That's the best way to do it. If you're gonna if you're gonna bring in a, a wrestler who hasn't been on in a while, just like let them come in and kick some ass. Remember why you like them and then leave. <laughs> you can't. There's no storyline. It's just oh oh no. Remember I, I'm I'm a, I'm a badass. Goodbye. Yep. Deal deal with it. That'll be that'll be the Undertaker in ten years. He's like, uh, I am, I'm retired, but there's there's a freshly dug grave, so you know I'm just. No, because the, <laughs> the Undertaker is a you know he's a WWE character. He's always been a WWE character. Um, Sting, oh, Sting was Sting WCW. Been, yeah, yeah. Sting never. I mean, this is this is like a different. This is a character that's never really been a part of the universe. Oh, dude, I totally see your line of thought because it's like. Um, this would be more like if uh, if somebody from from DC was jumping into a Marvel movie. <laughs> or is it, is... Exactly. It would literally be like uh, it would literally be like like you know in the in, in the Justice in the in the fucking uh, you know in, in Avengers three like you know they're they're like blowing shit up they're getting fucked up and all of a sudden you see like a Batarang just like come on and they're like Batman makes a surprise appearance and fucking judo chops the shit out of Thanos. <laughs> see, this is what like, we need. Go ahead and acquire acquire Warner Brothers. Combine combine and just make a gigantic uh, nerd empire. That's what what'll happen. <laughs> you'll have you'll have batarangs hitting uh, hitting Thanos in the face. You know the, the yeah, it's weird. Um, is that kind of how you feel? Like I mean, like if you I, mean, I guess the the train of thought there is like is that kind of how you feel? What would or what it would be like if you were were doing something with the with what they've established? Is it just because it's kind of as you say, just a different style or? Like, if you had to do a new Marvel movie. Like, directed or... Yeah, yeah, or, or just a producer... Well, I mean, if you had to play the... Or gotten the Kevin Foggy seat for, for, like, a new Punisher film or something along those lines. What would I do? Well, okay, so I, I would do every character differently, right? So, like, Punisher, I would totally, like, fit him... I would slot him in the... Um, in the I'm thinking just making this up as a very long... Um, but I would definitely slot him in the existing universe for Punisher, right? Um, I would, uh, I would probably, like, give him, like, a cameo. In fact, you know that, 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 that Batarang Thanos thing? That joke I made about Batman, kind of like, you know, shooter chopping shit with Thanos? I would actually have the Punisher do that. (laughs) Um, no, not Thanos, obviously, because, you know, uh, yeah, I was like, fuck him up, but, um, I don't know, you take some, like, random, some random Marvel movie, right? Some event movie or something. Some random event movie where, uh, random CGI dude wants to blow up the world for no reason. Uh, um, and then out of nowhere, like, hands over and Frank Castle's there with a shotgun and just shoots someone in the head. And like, that's it, right? It's like your cameo. Um, and then I would introduce Punisher in, like, uh, Captain America or one of those movies. And then, but, but he's, like, one of the bad guys or he's, like, the anti-hero. In fact, I think, he, I think the best place to introduce that character would probably be the Civil War storyline. Right? Because he's not, he doesn't have any powers. But at the same time, like, no one wants to associate with him. Like, S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't want to associate, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, you just set him up as like a it's for vigilantism or whatever, and so he has to. Right, just, he's just like you know. Well, what I loved about the Punisher, right, is um, always right. You've got all these, you've got all these characters in the Marvel universe. They're all friends, right? They're all friends. They hang out. Like, like you know, like like Peter Parker, Reed Richards, and Bruce Banner hang out. and They talk about science together, right? Like fucking Wolverine and Captain America, they fought in World War Two together. Like, uh, you know, like like they're all like hanging out. They're all buddies. Nobody but goes all... goes for shawarma with Frank Castle. Why is that? But no one fucking wants to roll with Frank Castle because they're like, dude, this guy. We don't. He's like, you know what I mean? He's like, he's like that goth kid. You're like, uh, well. I don't want to pick on him because he might stab me in the face. But uh, I don't really want to hang out with that guy. He's like, I'm that guy. But I'm that guy in real life. But he's, uh, yeah, he's that guy. All right, I, will, I will make note of that to avoid getting stabbed in the face by you. But <laughs> that is that is on the list then. But um, but yeah, uh, thank you for, for going down that, that road for us, kind of the, the hypotheticals there. Uh, and but I think, you know, Punisher used that in the Marvel Universe. I'm trying to think who else. Um, I don't know. You know what? Name, name a character and I'll tell you how I do it. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, let's get a let's get another uh, Marvel character then. Like if that would be kind of uh, a vigilante or kind of something that would be more. Or, or, or name a DC character. Or how about, um, yeah, the, how about somebody who, who does, uh, who's a little bit uh, darker, uh, maybe like a, a question or a, a, who's, a, who's a DC character who gets to murder people or a, jo- or a Joker film or something like that. Good Lord. the famous last panels yeah i don't know that was that it's still an interesting thing i mean to, to talk I mean, to somebody who's actually I think, I, think, done it, though. I think what you touched on is very interesting just now i mean i think the subject for what you touched on was pretty interesting because uh well, the difference between dc and marvel right is dc is about it's like uh it's a it's a, it's a meditation on god See, I thought it was because he had a manservant. I've been thinking of him in the entirely wrong context the whole time. <laughs> oh, dude. Manservants aren't that cool. No, no. I would, but they're not that cool. Like, that's that cool. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Although, that's, you're, you're the producer on set. You've got to have wield some power there. You can tell the PAs to do whatever you want. Have you seen me? I wouldn't <laughs> No, no. In general, thank you for for playing all. This is generally how we we do um, the interviews. Is just try and get as as much from from people as we can. And you do have uh, a lot of content that just, like I said, just kind of fits 
perfectly with uh, with what most of um, our, our listeners want. And um, I made jokes about about the Liam Neeson thing, but again, it really is. Um, those action films are, are fantastic. I mean, they're really fun. And um, we, we were joking a bit um, before uh, we brought you on board, I mean, about how much essentially we'd liked um, The Grey and uh, before um, A Walk Amongst Tombstones. And, uh, and, and the whole thing uh, in that is you were talking about DC just now that it's, um, it's more... Uh, less human he's talking about the fact that i mean fighting the wolves and everything he's just like no they're gonna kill us <laughs> you have to fight to to live and he has some some fun lines along along those uh along those uh those lines and it's i just guess uh this is a long question but what what draws you to, to titles like that how did you how did you find um, that material because it it all has that has a really interesting uh vibe to it <laughs> See, don't 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 torrent things guys no um actually i'm kind of curious how you feel about about um torrenting or things of that nature because of the way that you've been able to to release content i mean we talked about dirty laundry and about uh dread and and what they can find at, at shankar brand on youtube um you know, you know this is what i find interesting like it's kind of like you know telling people when, where, how they can watch content. It's very, like, very ass-backwards to me, you know? It's kind of like, it made sense in the 90s, made sense in the early 2000s, but not anymore. Now it's just kind of like, it's the point now where it's just ridiculous, you know? Like, like things just need to be available at the same same time everywhere so people will stop fucking pirating shit. They're just, you know? Like, like, yeah, people are still, there are going to be people who still pirate stuff, right? But, you know, at the same time, I think people just, they just want to watch things. They want to listen to things. And if it's not available, and the, only, and, and the easiest way to get it is to fucking steal it, they're going to steal it. And it's kind of different for, for you, though, is that you created what you did in large part be out of out of fan demand so i mean you it came from from a place uh, of love as a as a fan to say okay you you want some more content here here it is i mean i if you don't have the time to to wait and i just kind of uh two parts there. i just kind of want to say like when i mean what was the genesis like when did you just say like okay i'm not gonna wait i'm gonna i'm gonna put this out here and this is what it's gonna be and i got the the actor on board so why the heck not and then the second thing is how do you feel about other fan uh content on youtube i mean uh, when think of things like um, we had uh, on the show, but um, uh, uh, or Tantron, the guy who did uh, uh, the Mortal Kombat web series that became the real deal. <laughs> I mean, so I mean, some oh, of some of this happens. Not the web series, blue. You yeah. know, uh, and the web series blue because it didn't copy the blue. You know what I'm saying? Like people responded to the short for a reason. So just like I, I like it blows my mind that the web series wasn't just the short. Yeah, I mean, so I just I, I'm glad that you you have an input on it. And it's just like, how do you how do you feel about about uh, fan content on the web? And like, as you say, sometimes it actually, <laughs> you say, takes off. I mean, it really has uh, an unexpected life. And um, do you do you encourage it? Do you think more people should just be picking up cameras and and going at it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I you know, like it, it forces people to step their game up. 
You should think it actually encourages the, I mean, in that case, obviously, and in your case, uh, it encourages them to put out more content for the actual thing if they're getting beaten by the fans. I guess that's a good perspective. Well, if you're, if you're a pussy, absolutely, it's going to discourage you. But that's like, but that's like saying, like, hey, uh, the, uh, the kids in high school who are playing football are so good that the NFL players don't want to play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> They're always the, the the motive, of course, is yeah to to make a, a crap ton of money off of the franchise. So yes, we will make another thing, that works. And gosh, I, I just want to say um, thanks for for having me. Hey, of embarrassment, there is right, like um, like like tomorrow, if uh, some some kid in Russia goes and makes a Terminator movie, right? It's a twenty minute long Terminator, whatever, and this new Terminator Genesis, or whatever the fuck it's being called now, right? It comes out. And it's not as good as this 20-minute thing that this kid made in Russia. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I don't know. I just think it's funny. Well, see, what they'll do is they'll go back in time and they'll uh, try to murder the Russian kid, but then there'll be a causal paradox loop because when doing so, they give him the best production material that, or production quality that he could ask for. It's, that's how he made the thing is because Skynet slash the Warner Brothers came back and tried to, to stop him. True story. And I think I will end the interview before I have a, a giant metal robot hand from one of my uh, producers. Stop. <laughs> uh, stop I, the interview. I literally just said nothing to make it more awkward for you. Oh. Uh, no, it is much appreciated, though. The Both the awkward pause and your time. No, 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 no. I thought it was funny if I just was quiet, you know? Because you were like, ah, ah, and I was kind of like, ah, yeah, but I was just like, quiet. Yeah. Now I did it, and I, I, don't, I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> no, it's it. I, I just want to say thank you though, because I am getting to the to the end of the interview, and I just wanted to say uh, again, thank you for for your time for for coming on the show. Um, we'll do um, a, a write up, as I said as well, um, to go up um, this week, um, and uh, talking about um, uh, about everything that you talked about really, but um, definitely trying to steer people in the direction of of the whispers and. Um, with with links to to the, the trailer, or is there a trailer or anything that? Or where where can people find out more about um, the Whispers uh, movie? You mean the voices? Or the why, why did I say the Whispers? I'm sorry, the voices. Yes. Uh, uh there'll be like trailers and stuff coming out soon. So that is that is something to to be on the lookout for. But that sounds fantastic. So I'm really excited about about that. And uh, about uh, everything else that you talked about, I I did watch and love the uh, the dread uh, cartoons, by the way. So <laughs> I, I think it was kind of Ren and Stimpy, Ren and Stimpy meets uh, the dread universe. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, like I said, Ren and Stimpy meets the dread universe. It was kind of perfect. Cool. I would buy it if it was uh, on DVD or if it was on a cereal box. And a, and a good place to, to end, the, end the talk. So, again, i got to say thank you. Um, the last thing that we do, um, we do this to open up and, and to close the show, is just to, to get you uh, introducing yourself. So, to say hi, I'm Adi Shankar, um, and then you can promote whatever you'd like, uh, and you just close by saying, and this is kind of epic show. Uh, hey, this is Adi Shankar, uh, this is, and you're on... Uh... Hey, this is Adi Shankar. Um, um, check out my uh, just check out my YouTube channel. And-
uh, yeah, I mean, this is kind of about the show. So. Cool. Thank you so much for, for your time. And uh, as I said, have a great day. We wish you all the best success and really a big fan. No, thank you. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Bye. Um, he's going to be a lawful neutral because it's the for in order to be a monk you have to have the lawful uh, alignment. But I don't want to go with the lawful good because then that makes you kind of a bitch to like whatever whoever's in charge. Yeah, you gotta be the you gotta take orders from somebody. And if you be the, if you do the lawful evil, then you're just taking orders from somebody who likes to kill other people. But if you, so I think lawful neutral is the best because then I can just write my own code, which will be, again, something like what I read in the RZA's two books about the way of life. And then, <laughs> then my character is going to be like a, a dark half-elf gangster. Just He's going to wear a do-rag and fucking... I'm going to get some concept art done up. It's going to be great. I love that we, 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 we started the... Uh... Segments <laughs> with my, well, here's the best thing. Here's the best thing. So I'm talking to Tristan today. I find out we're gonna play, and I and I tell Shing this, and I'm like, oh, I gotta research some stuff for my character. So for two hours while she's walking around shopping, I'm standing behind her. So what do you think about this? Here's what I just learned about about half elves as opposed <laughs> as opposed to dark elves, and and she was like, oh my god. You're getting sucked in. You're gonna play every Sunday. We're never gonna see each other. And she, was, she was freaking out. It's not gonna be that bad though. All right. So what's uh, what's what's on the agenda? Um. Well, I guess we can quickly do the the, the Power Rangers thing. I, I I meant to watch Agents of Shield last night. I wanted Hulu. Oh yeah, I haven't I watched saw, last night. And I saw the promo image for uh, uh, okay last week's. Yeah, yeah. It's on tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw the promo image for the, the legendary battle episode of Power Rangers, which mm-hmm. has everybody in it. And I was like, alright, fuck it, let's give it a shot. <laughs> and uh, it was pretty funny. Yes. A couple of the, the kid actors at the beginning were especially funny to me. Especially the kid in the car. They were just so bad mm-hmm. that it just made me laugh out loud. Especially yeah. like the way, the way Tom, it, there's a kid in the car, and it's kind of like the team from Amazing Spider Man. And Tommy jumps up onto the hood of the car and is leaning over a bridge. And he's like, it's okay. I'm here for you. And, and the kid's like, I'm scared. He's like, it's okay. I'm an EMT. Here, hold on. And he reaches over and he grabs Saba, his, his white ranger sword, and uses it to pull the kid out. And I'm like, why do you have that on you? Why does he still have it? No shit. I bet he carries it around in the ambulance every day when he's on his day job. <laughs> Maybe he talks to him. Yeah, <laughs> right? He's like his best friend now. It still, it still works. Because it's his they, they, they've lost it's their... <laughs> it does make sense how he would still be around. They lost the, the morphing ability. But, yeah, it was... So the beginning stuff with the human race down on their luck saying, Oh, the Power Rangers are gone. Uh, but and then it, it was like it showed like a you know, shit ton of rangers like in the crowds and stuff. And yeah, flash their the, helmets. the light speed rescue guys. I, I actually really liked Power Rangers light speed rescue, <laughs> so I I was excited. Did, so that is what's light speed rescue? Is that just it was Power Rangers, rangers as emergency with, medical? Yeah, 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 fire yeah, trucks yeah. and like that was their zords. They had giant fire trucks and a giant EMT vehicle and bullshit like that. Yeah. And then they had, I mean, they had uh, some 
Like Lost Galaxy characters, some Power Rangers in space, Turbo. Yeah, the only original one they had was Tommy. Tommy, yeah. yeah. And but, what I thought was funny is like during the last fight scene where they were all in the canyon fighting a bunch of putty patrollers or whatever the fuck those things were. Um, you didn't even actually see the Green Ranger fight. He just stands there. Yeah, well, you don't see any of them really fight except for the Super Mega Force people. Though, well, you saw some of them. You saw yeah. like the originals do some shit. But yeah, there there are. I don't know if, if this is the reason why, but there are laws that prohibit professionally licensed fighters from, from uh, striking people outside of a, of a like a confined yeah. fight well, environment because they can be sued and they can lose their ability to actually be, to, to license fight okay I, I can get that but I also I get the like the guy is in a full body costume it's not like they needed him inside the green Ranger. yeah that's very true <laughs> well actually I feel like I feel like there were a couple of different shots I, I don't feel like he was the Green Ranger in every shot with his helmet on because I felt like his body you were changed out size. His bulge? No, I feel like you he, were looking at his I, bulge. No, no, I feel like just the size of his body was changing sizes because they there had the was two. A they bulge had, shot. There was, there was actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like the, the fucking, first one when he's walking up. No, well, not not just even him, but like the the current Silver Red Ranger or whatever the hell. Yeah. After they blow up the ship and they save the world and shit, yeah. they're walking. Well, they're walking away from the explosion or whatever, and you can totally see their their stuff. <laughs> the meat and two veg. Yeah, and then they like go back in a human form, and you see them in their pants and stuff, and, I, and I'm like, I know exactly where you're jumping. <laughs> it's burned into my brain. <laughs> they. But we couldn't see JDF in a fucking ambulance, <laughs> right? No. But, uh, so, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was you know, uh, Marissa watched it with me, and when it got done, she's like, can you never make me watch an episode of Power Rangers? <laughs> see, that's the same reaction. Like, she's freaking out about D&D. It's the exact same reaction. <laughs> right? Oh, my God, you're slipping into a hole. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, I've watched, in the past two years, I've watched everything up to... Time Force, and I fucking can't get through Time Force to save my fucking life. Okay. I can't do it. I'm surprised you got through all the other stuff. I, I actually really liked Power Rangers in Space and Lost Galaxy. Well, I, I mean, I tried watching like the beginning episodes, the ones I legitimately liked as a kid, yeah. and I was like, oh no, this isn't happening. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, think, I think Lost Galaxy is probably the best season. I really do. It was really good. I, yeah. 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 <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I just thought that was funny. Um, I like Power Rangers. <laughs> so okay, and I find okay, uh, there's a Star Wars trailer premiering um, this weekend mm-hmm. in like 30 theaters countrywide. Yeah, it's gonna be showing in front of every movie playing at that theater, but it's only at 30 fucking theaters. I thought it was nine. No, it's 30. Not 30? even one a state. That's so weird. Yeah, it, it, it's. I mean. I, I guess it's sort of interesting from a, a buzz building thing. Is but there going to be one here? No, no, not in Indy. The closest one is Chicago. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. I just think the decision is kind of odd. I mean, it'll probably be online next week anyways. Yeah. But considering, like, Thanksgiving weekend is a, a pretty big weekend for movie going, mm-hmm. you would think they would just want to put it in front of every, every single thing yeah. you could. Um so I don't really understand the... Po- I mean, I kind of get the idea of making it like a limited thing to making it sort of m- seem like an event, but 30 is a bit extreme from my point of view. Yeah. Out of thousands of thousands of movie theaters, 30? Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's odd. Not even one estate or one a city. I mean, you could have just kept it at like AMC and still cover the entire fucking country. Probably. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 
annoying. Yeah, I, I was sort of annoyed by that. Because, I mean, I'm, I plan on going to see Horrible Bosses this weekend. And you still mm-hmm. won't see it. And I still won't fucking see it. Yeah. But anyway, um, what else? Did y'all see that they're building a new movie theater up in Carmel that's like a a cinema grill or something like they call it cinema oh, no, grill or something no. like that and they're gonna have lounge seating Metropolis and Plainfield's uh, renovating into an IMAX isn't it yeah. cool cool yeah I mean I I'd still go to the other one yeah me closer. too yeah. <laughs> about the same for me hmm. but cinema grills yeah it's those like are fun. It bar bar full bar service and food I think food. you have a couple like those in India I've just never gone to them there's one down there's one downtown it's still I know oh that's true they might have closed that I don't because know. I know we used to have a Hollywood bar and film works that closed mm-hmm. like eight years ago mm-hmm. yeah but I, I'm pretty sure there's at least another place I think it's maybe there's one north yeah uh, we had one down in uh, Florida uh, I, I forget the name of the theater it was real it was a lot of fun he would always show uh, old classic movies. Like, I went and saw Blade Runner. I was like, this is awesome. Yeah, that's, that's all they cool. They'd have, like, one new movie and then one classic. It was only a two-screen theater. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, what other movie see. news do we have today? Uh, well, they announced the director for the Wonder Woman movie. Um, well, the what movie? The Wonder Woman? The Wonder Woman? Wonder Boobies movie. <laughs> is that what you said? Wonder Boobies. Oh. That's what it sounded like. Wonder Boobies, <laughs> yep. Heard That's it. what it sounded like. <laughs> when Gabe's not here, <laughs> misogyny flies. <laughs> Wonder Boobies. Jesus Christ. That's what it sounded like you said, I swear. Uh, the Wonder Woman movie, um, it's being directed by Michelle McLaurin. Um, who did a, some episodes on Breaking Bad. I think she even won an Emmy. Oh, really? Yeah, I huh. think. Nice. We should have oh. probably done some research before bringing it up. We looked up her name? We looked up her name, yeah. yeah I right? wanted to remember her name. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I don't know, so that's cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's... Zack Snyder is still listed as a uh, producer. producer. Is it? <laughs> I, I think it's it's right that they they picked a female director to shoot the movie. I mean... Seeing as it's the like the first fem- lead like female lead superhero film, right? Yeah, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be Captain Marvel out of the gate. Black Panther is the one that's gonna be DC because Cyborg doesn't come out until twenty twenty. So yeah, that, that, that was cool. Um, a little bit of cast well, casting news over the X Men world. Uh, Apocalypse um, was cast as. Oscar Isaac, which is an interesting choice. I'm not too familiar with him. You are, but you you don't realize because I was thinking that too. I yeah. looked him up. He's been in like 25 films. Oh really? He yeah. was in. Uh, shoot, now I now that I said that I forgot already which movies he was in. Um, he's gonna be in the next Star Wars. Oh, oh well. Yeah. All right then. <laughs> there was that Inside the Will and Davis that you mentioned. Inside yeah. the and Davis. Yeah, so he was nominated for Oscar for that. Oh wow. Um. So, I, I think it's interesting because it sort of shows where they're potentially going with the character because that, like, him would be more of a smooth talker. Yeah. yeah. Kind of not like, you know, Apocalypse from the fucking cartoon was uh, pretty one note and yeah. ginormous and imposing as fuck. Yeah. He's not exactly like that, so they're gonna. No. They kind of have to go for something, you know, definitely smaller. Even though they've they've said that um, Simon uh, Kinberg, who's writing the film with Singer, um, said that it's 
they're kind of going for a disaster film tone huh. to this one. That's neat. So, I don't he, know. This guy, so the guy was in Sucker Punch, Drive, The Bourne Legacy. He was also in the 2010 Robin Hood. He was in uh, Body of Lies. What else here? All About the Benjamins. You must have seen that. But yeah, he's been, so he's been yeah. in quite a few films, yeah. but I think only as a supporting actor. Other than that, Inside... Inside Lone Davis. Lone Davis, yeah. Yeah, Michelle McLaurin's run uh, won two Emmys for uh, Breaking Bad. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, other interesting uh, casting news. Uh, Christoph Waltz. From I'm, I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited about this. Um, he's going to be in the next James Bond film that's going to start filming pretty damn quick since it's supposed to be out next November. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> they pushed it back for a while now, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a uh, Blofeld. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the actor. And I'm so excited to see the return of Blofeld. He hasn't been seen or heard from in like the past like six James Bond films. Yeah. I think, yeah, like 20 years or something. Yeah. It's been that long since he's been in a James Bond movie. I'm alright with that. I have to say yes to Does he go bald? That's the question. Mm-hmm. Does he have a cat? <laughs> <laughs> That's not... I mean... I, I'm excited for the character to come back as well. I'm excited to have him in, in well, the film. They also have uh, Dave Bautista in a classic Bond henchman type role, too. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited I, about that as well. I guess I almost have to adapt to it. <laughs> so I just watched like watching all of the classic Bond and seeing all all those characters are kind of iconic yeah. for the because of the actors who played them. Yeah. And I don't know, I wasn't ready to have characters be recast. Yeah, but I think I, four different people play Blofeld. Yeah. Oh uh, well <laughs> Maybe I need to marathon that <laughs> But still. I'm excited to have him in the in the Bond film series. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, considering what, uh, um, oh, what's his name? Who's directing again? Oh, ah, uh, shit. Sam Mendes. Yeah, Sam Mendes. Yeah, consider what he did with Skyfall, which is, like, one of the best movies ever made. I. No arguments. <laughs> <laughs> and what he did with, uh, uh, fuck. M? Hmm? M? Well, no, 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 the bad guy, Bardem. Oh, yeah, yeah Bardem's yeah. character. Yeah. I mean, that was a great bad guy. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm just excited about that movie in general. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think it's time for Daniel Craig to have a classic villain. Because at the end of Skyfall, we kind of had a, a reset mm-hmm. button where it was almost in line with classic Bond. You had M, Money Penny, all the people are now in play. Why not bring in the villain? Yeah, I guess so. We'll see how they. We'll, we'll see how they stick to. Like we'll see how they stick to the character that came in the sixties and seventies, and what like how they adapt it to fit yeah. two thousand fifteen. Right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, they, they said they're specifically adapting the character to fit into the new version of Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so. I think it'd be interesting if we get Spectre and all that. I don't know. I think it could be fun. I feel like that's what they're trying to do with Quantum. Yeah. Make that into Spectre. Yeah. Did they? They haven't cast their Bond girl yet, have they? Uh, yeah, Leia Seydoux. She's a French. Okay. She was in a Blue is the Warmest Color. She was. Don't know. You know. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with her. I'll look her up later. Yeah. 
Um, let's see. Uh, True Detective finally finalized their uh, cast for the second season. Um, Rachel McAdams is hmm. one of the main characters. She is a Ventura County Sheriff's detective whose uncom- uncompromising ethics put her at odds with others in the system she serves. Huh. Uh, Taylor Kitsch as Paul Woodrow. Woodruff. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Uh, <laughs> oh, well. Uh, a war veteran and motorcycle officer for the chips running from a difficult past and the sudden glare of a scandal that never happened. Huh. <laughs> um, yeah, Colin Farrell as uh, Ray Belcoro, a compromised de- detective whose allegiances are torn between his masters and a corrupt police department and the mobster who owns him. And Vince Vaughn as Frank Sem- Semyon. Semyon. That's an odd last name. Hmm. A criminal and entrepreneur in danger of losing his empire when his move into legitimate enterprise is upended by the murder of a business partner. What I find kind of interesting about like reading all that is that it reads. Yo, I'm sorry. We're probably about to say the exact same thing. Well, yeah, it doesn't sound like uh, uh, there's going to be any Cthulhu shit running around. (laughs) Like like it sounds more straight up like a uh, a crime story than the. uh, the last one was. That's exactly what I was getting at. When you were reading that, it sounded like a film, like a noir piece that was written for radio. Like <laughs> a, a cop who's down on his soul. <laughs> <laughs> a sheriff who sticks to the law. That's right. <laughs> uh, can it match up to season one ever? Uh, I think it's very really different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I yeah. think it'll be different. I don't think they're trying to go for the same thing. I mean, I think quality-wise, it'll probably be just as good, just because. I mean, once again, same guy yeah. wrote the entire ser- yeah. series. They're not. They're they're switching directors this time. Like Justin Lin's doing the first two episodes, and then they're gonna block switch. it off. Yeah, which that'll be interesting to see if that has any impact, considering. You know, Kerry Fukunaga had a ginormous influence on yeah. that entire first series. I mean, it was just a visually beautiful piece of work. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people who couldn't get into season one. Like, Andrew said he watched the first two and was just like, I was bored and falling asleep. And I know my mom had a hard time watching it as well. Hmm. I don't know. I was pretty much enraptured with it as soon as it fucking started. Oh, for sure. The first episode was fantastic. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that'll be exciting. They started filming on that. That'll probably be out, I don't know. Spring. Yeah. Um, what else? It's when the season one aired was springish, wasn't it? Uh, I think it started in January or something. Okay. Because it, it finished before Game, Game of, of Thrones. Game of Thrones came back. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So they'll probably try and do something like Is that. Is it still again. only eight episodes again? Yeah. All right. Eight episodes again. I saw a TV spot for when did Agent Carter. Out? Yeah. What have you seen it? Have you seen any clips of it? Yeah, I see. I've seen quite a few. She's was, actually in the season of Shield a couple times. It was just a montage of her punching people in the face, and that was so cool. I was, I was thinking, <laughs> yeah, and I, I had no, I didn't think they were going to take a character and put her like into just a ass kicking, like clandestine operative. Did Did you never see? Did you ever see the uh, the one shot? That's too bad. You should. Oh, I'm definitely going to watch the show because it just looks like. <laughs> Non-stop punching. Right? Mm-hmm. That's all right. I'm yeah, all right with it's that. It's refreshing if it's a lady in a red dress beating the shit out of a bunch of organized crime bosses. <laughs> <laughs> That's entertaining. I'm all right with that. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. Um, kind of seek into uh, 
video games. Uh, we saw the uh, gameplay trailer for Batman Arkham Knight earlier. Looks yeah. gorgeous. That yeah, that looked pretty fucking phenomenal. Yeah, really did. I'm I'm just, I'm really excited about this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, like once he got into the Batmobile and he launched over into the bridge and just started and jumps and, out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and like even when he doesn't jump out, and he just. His cannon thing comes out and he's oh, just yeah. shooting the fuck out of cars and shit. You're like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that looks that looks gorgeous. Yeah, that's Kevin Conroy Pat. Batman's a prepper. That's what I. Read. <laughs> <laughs> Batman's got a bunch of high grade military equipment. He hides in in his basement in case shit gets bad. He's a prepper. <laughs> what I thought was funny was when a. Uh, the, he he saved the hostage or whatever, and he jumped back out of the chemical plant, and he turned around to let the guy out. It was like he stuffed the guy into his trunk. Yeah. It was like a seat popped out, and the guy was sitting there. It was like he was just, just hanging upside down in the car, like in a, a armored section. Of the uh-huh. <laughs> Good lord. So, yeah. That's why he does with Robin. <laughs> Hangs him upside down. <laughs> So yeah, they're, they're gonna they're gonna release a couple more, I guess. Uh, like on the first of December, there'll yeah. be another one. Huh. So yeah, it's, it doesn't come out until fucking June, though. I know, right? <laughs> well, hey, I'm all for it. Okay, it was delayed from this fall to June. I'm all for it if it makes the game that much better. Yeah. Um. What else? Speaking of games. Yeah. Uh, I had my Wii U on for over 10 hours straight on Saturday. Wow. <laughs> no. Playing a game that hasn't changed since 1998. It's changed. <laughs> per se. Yeah, but... Uh, you can play, play eight people in this game, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I got uh, Smash Brothers for the Wii U, and yeah, it's a lot of fucking fun. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a lot of fucking fun playing it. The same game, just on a new console, because there's nothing fucking different about it. Yeah, I mean, but, like, I specifically made sure we could use GameCube controllers. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> no, okay, I'll, I'll give it, I'll, I'll say this, Smash Brothers hasn't changed since the GameCube. Yeah. It's the same fucking game. Same fucking levels, some new characters, and a couple new levels, but it's the same fucking game. I don't know, they don't have a whole lot of the levels left over from, uh... Melee. They had the temple one oh. with the Zelda. Um, but but still, I feel like they kind of just need to start from scratch with Smash Brothers. And do what? I don't know, but make a new game. Why? It's the same game that keeps coming out on every console. There's nothing about it that felt new to me. Nothing at all. What about Smash Brothers mixed up with WWE and so it's just Marcus, <laughs> Mario and Luigi in a wrestling ring? In uh, in speedos, I don't know. It just seemed to, seemed to be the same game again. Yes, I mean I don't. It's like he, I'll have another helping of that, please. It's like to a certain degree, like every Zelda game is the same. Every Mario game is the same. Right? I guess I'm not entirely sure what you want of them. I don't know. I guess I I don't know. Just I felt like I could go play my GameCube version. And I was playing, be playing the same game. Hmm. I don't, I don't really get the point of it. Well, you'd be missing a shit ton of the characters. Oh, I. So what? Wait, you don't want to play fucking Pac Man and Mega Man? No, Mega Man kind of sucked. No, he doesn't. You just gotta play him right. Oh, Pac Man was a lot of fun. <laughs> but see, I like playing Mega Man better than uh, Pac Man because Pac Man, Pac Man is a little weird. I liked Sonic quite a bit too. 
Sonic was fun. Sonic is a fucking unwieldy motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> He's so fucking fast. It's just like, he it's just hard to control him. <laughs> I don't know. It just felt kind of kind of stale. I don't know. I don't know. I enjoyed myself. Yeah, I, I had fun because it's Smash Brothers, but I don't think it brought anything new to the table. I I, I figured out that you can actually customize characters now. Oh really? Yeah, you can like uh, uh the what's her name, Paul Lita or something, the goddess character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. Uh, she has a shit ton. You can go in and customize her special attacks. Huh. And uh, you can apparently do it for everybody else too. You can, like when you go through the game, you can unlock uh, uh, new special attacks for characters when you go through the event section and so forth. So you can you know, make characters that you want to play, and they have special attacks you actually want to use. Mm-hmm. Like now, Paulita has uh, attacks I would actually use because I think originally she was set up pretty poorly in my huh. opinion. Uh. Last week I picked up the newest assassin. Well, one of the newest Assassin's Creeds because there two came out on the same day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked up Assassin's Creed Unity for the PS4, and I have to feel like I have to say that it's it's all right. The story is great. I'm really enjoying the story, mm-hmm. but from uh, a gaming standpoint, I feel like it's a step back. Okay. I, I, I think it feels more along the lines of like Assassin's Creed Two. Okay. It looks a lot prettier than Assassin's Creed 2. Yeah. But I, I just feel like there's a lot more to do in the past couple than what there is in this one. Yeah, with the... Because the, the last ones were uh, in the Americas, right? Yeah. Like, one was the American Revolution, the other one was on the boat. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Assassin's Creed 3, you could hunt. They had an expansive wilderness mm-hmm. uh, that you actually had to go through to go from the different locations. Like, they had three separate cities, and you had to go through the wilderness to these. And it was a lot of fun. And I, I had a good time doing that. And then they kind of blew that out of the water with the sailing in Assassin's Creed 4, mm-hmm. which that's probably one of the most beautiful games I've ever played. And there's a lot to do. This one, it's Paris. You're in Paris. That's it. There's no traveling. There's nothing. Well, how big is Paris? It's pretty fucking big. It's a pretty big city. Yeah. But... <laughs> It's just it just kind of seems like a I don't know it seems like a step back. Hmm. It seems kind of because uh, that's basically how two was. Two was just this big big old fucking city, hmm. uh, and then in Brotherhood you you got fucking horses that took you from different parts of Italy, and you're just like wow this is fucking huge. It's gorgeous. Hey look there's the Roman Colosseum. You know, it was it, stuff like that. I don't know. It just kind of feels more along the lines of two than any other, mm-hmm. which I guess kind of makes sense. This game's been in development for over three years. Wow. Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, preparing for next gen, I'm assuming. Hmm. And uh, that's what I'm assuming because uh, they they have different teams working on different games, so they can stay yearly. And this team's been working on it for that long. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's beautiful, kind of glitchy. What, yeah, but, I've heard it's got a lot of glitches, like you can fall through the city. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I've, I've fallen twice. <laughs> Evidently, some people are experiencing a lot more, mm-hmm. but they've already had a couple patches out that have fixed it and everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, glitches I haven't had for about a week. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yep, I guess that kind of wraps up this uh, episode. Anything else to talk about? No, we got through everything. Right on. Manner. <laughs> Yep. It's uh, 8 o'clock.
Yeah, we got a couple it, minutes. It's that time, huh? Yeah. Time yep. to refill. Time but, to watch our potentially bad episode of Gotham. Yep. <laughs> nah. All right, guys. Awesome. I'm David. <laughs> I'm Chance. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night, guys. <laughs>